Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films and Architude, this is Real Spoilers Episode 317. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> right? So disappointing. Isn't that I mean, no wrestling references, yeah. so that's good. Oh, don't worry. So uh, so Joe has returned. I'm back, baby. He is out keeping the streets yeah. safe from free speech. It was- <laughs> <laughs> free- no, that's fair. <laughs> so, so it was a long 12, 11 days. Yes. Yeah. But so, you're rich now. But yeah. Sure. On the yeah, upside. Yeah, that's yeah, what we've I, heard. I tell my wife that. She's she's like she's like uh, you put on all the extra time. I'm gonna let you get two extra books from the You're quarter right. bin. Oh, thanks. <laughs> from the, yeah. the fifty cent bin is mine. Yes. Wow, it's been so long since I've actually been in a real store. Are they fifty cent yeah. bins? Now? Well, I don't quarter bins. Yeah. I'm it old. depends on the sale. How much is a how much is it if I use a payphone? Yeah. <laughs> if you can find a payphone, <laughs> I think it's like four like bucks. Fifty cents at one point. No way. That was like a dollar twenty-five. Oh, like the okay. last. It's been one. a long when time. When they took those down, those things were like a buck twenty-five. I remember yeah. when they were a quarter, and then I remember it going to thirty-five. Then it was fifty, and I was like, "This is crazy." How much was a comic book when you first started buying them? I think they were like most of them were like a buck and a quarter to a buck fifty. Okay, because like, I started when I was seventeen. Yeah, okay. I wasn't collecting when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I, think I didn't become a nerd cents. until late in life. I was a late You're a late non- bloomer I was a late non-bloomer <laughs> So before we Let's uh, let's go around the table And everyone can introduce themselves This is Joe This is Paul This is Kevin And this is Tom So Paul Harris has rejoined us And we have uh, guests in the studio So the movie this week Is Battle of the Sexes Which is about uh, a sports thing Which we all know how much I love sports <laughs> yeah, Bang up job yeah. there Tom Especially yeah. when you get that a specific thing. A sports thing A sports thing <laughs> yeah. In your rough room Yeah So, uh, so it's about uh, the Billie Jean King, Bobby Riggs, Battle of the Sexes match, and I know that because it says it on my computer screen. That was not off the off the top of my head. So, so if uh, if you guys could be kind enough to introduce yourselves, my name is Danny Apted from Creefcore Racket Club. My name's Cindy Cohan from Creefcore Racket Club. So, as you can tell, they are tennis players. So, I thought the only thing that would be worse than <laughs> non tennis players talking about women's tennis is non-women talking about <laughs> women's tennis what was the other one we did that for what's that we brought in the ladies 
That's was a different fi- deal. Fifty Ma- Shades of Grey. <laughs> magic Mike. Magic Mike. That's magic what it was. Mike and yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if this turns into Magic Mike, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. We for for Magic Mike and Fifty Shades, we we brought in our own ladies. Not me. Well, yeah, because yours is scared. True. Which yeah. means, Fair. which yeah. if, if she, and I hope she listens. She doesn't. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. All because, the wives listen. Yeah. What I take that to mean is she doesn't want to be on that episode because she's into. She's some, way into it. She's into some really weird stuff. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can. I, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, she no, doesn't go, listen. No, so. go on. Go on. I could stand to hear more. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I was just handed a cheat sheet. Of uh, of some oh, how of, awesome Cindy is! I forgot to give that. Yeah, to totally. Because I was like, because <laughs> she won't bring it up because she's kind of a big deal. So we're gonna bring it up for her. So if I can, I'm getting older. Kevin, can you, you hold, you hold can this? you hold this across the room for me? <laughs> it's the reason that selfie sticks were invented. Really, yes. was just to keep it. Yeah. And I've been having eye issues. Oh no! Like like not. I can see for the most part, but like they're really I like watery, and like people keep asking me if I'm high. Like I, I legit got asked that at a movie the other day. I just day. thought you were emotional. They were like, "Are you high?" <laughs> I know you're happy to have me back. Just I, really likes is. this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get that. My wife's giving me trouble nonstop, and I'm Sorry like, for "Cry!" I didn't mean to make yeah. you cry. And she's like, "Oh, see, this is us does get to you." But when you're at the My Little Pony movie, that <laughs> was emotional. <laughs> I did not do that. You were the one with the you brony, and Brad Hayen with the Man. brony boners. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the last time we mentioned that. That'll on be show. your that'll be your rap duo name. So. Meanwhile, Rob Julia says hello. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cindy's like, "Can we just talk about how awesome I am?" Sure, sure, no, sure. No. <laughs> so, uh, uh, conference singles champion. Do you want? Do I want to say the years, or is that you can say it if you want? Okay. It was. Um, it was fun because I didn't realize it at the time that Bradley University, where I went to school, um, they had never had a women's tennis player champion for Bradley. Oh, wow. So that was fun. And then later, um, I was honored to be the first women's tennis player inducted into our Hall of Fame. I was going to say, is yeah. there like oh, a big awesome. plaque yeah. or something to you? Yeah, like, there, there, should there should be. Does it have your were, picture on it? it you know what? I, no, it doesn't. They, they it's changed, a bronze statue. <laughs> they built a new field house, and so they changed things around. So, yeah, they, they kind of switched it up. And I actually haven't seen the new field house, yeah. but I just... You know, heard there's a plaque. So <laughs> I've just heard about. I it. don't. Yeah. I don't get to Peoria as much as I would like. I can't imagine why not. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big draw. If, so, only, <laughs> if only there were some way to I don't know get a picture. <laughs> yeah. If only we had that technology. I know. Someday. Dare to dream. I know. Yeah. So you were uh, most valuable player two years running. Yes. You were captain of your team two years running. So do you get to rig the votes? Are you in charge yeah, of the votes? I, is that I what think happened? that is how it works. I think my mom made them cookies and said, she's You're really like, nice. Everybody, let's vote on the most valuable player and then pass all the votes to me and I'll count them. Okay, no, everybody heads down. heads down. Oh. It's the honor system. Yeah, it's exactly. like take a penny, leave a penny. Uh, so you're, as you just mentioned, Hall of Fame of Bradley University, uh, Gateway Athletic Conference MVP of like MVP, that's impressive, right? Right. Like you'd be like, oh, MVP, good for you. Yeah. Of the decade, there it is. Well, yeah, it was a wow. slow that's decade. Of the <laughs> it was a slow decade. Yeah. It was the 1840s for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily the decade you played in. They just choose one of the signs to assign one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. So, uh, Missouri Valley Conference All Sentinel Team Tennis. So it was a long, short. 
I don't know, boring century, I guess. <laughs> so for for a, a, so in case a decade of being aw- like they they just said over the last hundred years, right? You were the most awesome. You were the yeah. most awesome. So like before there was electric, yeah. Before yeah. there was Oregon Trail, exactly. Fluoride in the water. She was the best. Kids were we dying go. of dysentery. Right. She played tennis before rackets were invented. Exactly. Yeah. Use my hand. If only they had a name for that. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh Two thousand four, a United States Tennis Association National Public Parks Women Thirty Five Doubles Champion with Lori Franz. So a sweet lady, and we were. It was really an honor for St. Louis to get the public parks National Public Parks tournament. It's very tough to get that, and St. Louis Dwight Davis is such a wonderful facility. So it was really great. We had great weather, and uh, Lori and I were lucky enough to win. So that was fun. So um, then let's see, the 2005 Missouri Valley St. Louis Adult Female Player of the Year. There we go. There we go. Waited a long time. So no, it's so <laughs> funny because I've been playing tennis since I was like 10. So it's like 45 years later. So <laughs> that's it's all that hard work. <laughs> yeah, we, finally we do the math. Off. 40, yeah. 40. Yeah. Like you're throwing <laughs> these numbers out. Like I'm not. I know better. So. uh and then uh, first women tennis player to win conference singles championship for Bradley University and the first women's tennis player inducted into the Bradley University's Hall of Fame. So, oh, there's nothing on the back? No. Oh, <laughs> no, weird. Could you bring us somebody Wait, better next you time? You uh, Battle even, of the Sexes 2? You didn't even bring up the stuff you won with your brother. I know. We Well, that was so cool because, and I tried to remember, I know it was called the Equitable Life Insurance. They had this it was a family tennis challenge. So you could play brother, sister, mother, son, mother, daughter, the whole combination. One short of mother, dog. That was, that was one <laughs> right. short. And we won the brother, sister in St. Louis. And then we won in Kansas City. And then we got to go to the U.S. Open. And it was so cool because you changed in the locker room and you warmed up on the courts during the U.S. Open. You had your own. We stayed in the hotel with all the players. Everything was paid for. And um, we were warming up on the court next to, this is a total throwback, but um, John McEnroe and Peter Fleming. Wow. And my brother was like, you hit one ball over there, I kill you. <laughs> and so it was perfect. It was great. And then we would, you would go in the locker room, and there was a men's locker room, women's, and in between everyone's sitting around playing cards because no one had phones back then or computers. So you're sitting around playing cards, and you'd be right next to, like, Martina, Chris Everett, whoever. It was great. Was it that was, at Forest Hills? It was. No, it was at Flushing. Okay. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah. So we lucked out, and we got to the semifinals. And um, I think we lost to a team, brother-sister team from California. But it was great. And then you go to this big banquet at the Waldorf, and... It was amazing. You know what I hate about athletes when they say we lucked out. <laughs> no, you were better than everybody else, and you crushed them. That's, yeah, there's no that's, luck involved there's there. There's no luck. Like that's yeah. And my brother at the time looked like Matsulander, who that's like a name from the past. Yeah. But he looked like him. So when we'd be walking from the clubhouse to the courts, you kind of have like people escorting you, and they'd be like Mats, Mats, autograph. I'm like. His name's John. He's 17 <laughs> from St. Louis. He has a cardinal hat on. He's like, no, man, I'll, even know. I'll sign it. Yeah. So he, would, he would scribble gibberish, and they would like give him stuff. So that's it was, great. It was that's, a good, that's a good deal to that's get. Yes. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, just, just to be clear, uh, if I say something stupid, it's not because I don't follow women's sports. I don't call sports. <laughs> like I, like, it's I, just the, the word. 
Yeah, the, yeah, the whole I, shebang. We picked I, up on it from the sports thing. Yeah, earlier. I once, <laughs> like, got I, it. I once met Mike McGuire. That was oh, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, not when I met him. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was awkward. Like I, they took his name off Highway Seventy. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. Once once they realized he wasn't getting in the Hall of Fame after yeah. this last go around, they're like, nah, mm. never mind. Tough oh, city. I didn't realize they Tough city. They should. Yeah. Well, because they were winners win. You out. Yeah. yeah. Out. That's well, it. It, they, it had been that stretch was named after Mark Twain. So is that right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Oh. so it's yeah, it was cheaper. They yeah. Just put duct tape over it and just wrote <laughs> McGuire. It's like even before all the steroid stuff, right. it's like yeah, it's a great achievement, and I'm glad. But like, do we need to cover up like? You one know, of the greatest, one of the greatest writers American writers of all, of all time. time. Like, okay. Yeah. So. Just for a guy who hit 70 home runs. Yeah. Whose that, record was broken two years later. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I guess uh, we should dig into the film proper. Oh, I don't do, have any. I, yeah, I forgot. Shameless plugs. I have them all turned around. We're out of our regular rhythm. So shameless plugs. Don't forget, uh, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us tremendously. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash real spoilers, where you can join the League of Show Sharers, uh, people who were kind enough to join the League of Show Sharers this week. Here we go. Uh, Jason Herndon, Julianne Jordan, Troy Anspow. Is that I a new one? I think that's how you say it. I think it, it is Troy, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Griffin Fox-Smith, Librarian Cynthia, Chris James, Brandon Coleman, Timmy Tuzunes, uh, Jason Weesey, Lane Levanway, Chris Sanders, Tom Kaminsky, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Tammy Sherman Powers, Brent Smith, Travis Tewitt, Richard Lawson, Chris Mahayman, Magic Man, Magic Man, Magic Man, Zach Bach, and uh, so you've been out for a while, Joe. Do you think we have a review? I mean, apparently Kevin thinks I sound like Mickey Mouse. Yes, so he did. That's a thing that Can happened. Can you do your impersonation yeah, of Joe? Please do the impersonation of me. <laughs> we Inf- don't have a review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think we don't. You are wrong. Oh. We well, do have my a streak is broken. Your streak is broken. You for you are out of the rhythm of cheating. Uh, yeah, I wasn't and cheating. looking up on iTunes I never before cheated. you get here. So we do have a new review, and this is, is that a new zoo review uh, coming, coming right, right at you. you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, like we finally have someone here that might actually remember the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you remember the new zoo review? No. Oh, Never mind. it was. Uh, it was. Uh, what's that? Uh, I know no, you're you, good. I know you don't know new zoo review. It was like this weird, uh, like. It was kind of like a precursor to Barney, and there was like this giant frog, and Henry had a hippo, and they lived in like th- this like little like small town looking set, and they would like sing and dance, and it was called the New Zoo Review. And the- I feel like I remember Henry had a yeah, hippo me too, but I yeah. but also it sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is kind of like like yeah. you know don't take the brown acid. Uh, <laughs> it's so- a fever dream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, this review is from Heisenberg five hundred four, and he and or she says, uh, as film review podcasts go, this is my favorite. The snark is based on engaging humor and informed wit, and yet it's about us. I it's know. on our page. So. It must be. I yeah. We have guests from time to time. That could be. <laughs> and uh, and when a film is good, the movie is analyzed and praised accordingly. But when the film is bad, well, that's when these guys shine and are at their maraca shaking vest oh we should explain to you so we the maraca is uh we have uh another cast member who's not here today named dan and he's kind of the voice of uh reason moral 
These are moral Turpi- compass, moral turpitude. Yeah. When we realize we've gone too far, when we, we get say a something shape. too offensive. I like that oh. he's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he rolls his eyes at us. So this is the sound of Dan rolling his eyes. Now Dan isn't here, which is creepy because that means that for our listeners, it seems like I'm holding his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Dan's not here yet; his eyes. This his eyes are here. Um, so like the last episode where there was a running joke about eating a baby. Uh, man, I missed all the good stuff. Yeah, I know. It. It, he was delicious. Yeah, that's what uh, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Now, there is a movie out where they eat a baby. Mother. Mother. Oh, oh, I thought maybe a dingo ate your baby. (laughs) I would go see that movie twice before seeing Mother again. Well, that's a good movie, though. That's the difference. And that was Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yes. Yes. Big bomb. Huge bomb. It was, I did not care for it either. Her boyfriend, Darren Aronofsky, who directed and wrote it, is out now trying to explain the movie. Yeah. And I think if a movie's been out a couple of weeks and you're the director and you have to explain it to people, you failed as a filmmaker. That's yes. bad. And what does it say about his mother? I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a great question. I, and I don't think I want to know. Nope. Yeah. yeah. And then you talked about comic books. You talked about comic books, God. wrestling. You missed it all. I missed so, it all. Uh, this is your chance to redeem yourself, ladies. Here we tell, go. Tell yeah. us. So anyway, so uh, back to the review. Uh, they say uh, Maraca shaking best. Can a tambourine be far behind? A complete spinoff podcast could probably be made simply out of the tangents these fellows take, but that's okay. I like the monkeys. That's my cross the bear. Uh, I even know that Mickey Dolans, you spelled it wrong. There's no E in Mickey, uh, was present at Abbey Road when the Beatles were recording Sgt. Pepper's, which is true. So see, I can do tangents to rock on spoilers. So thank you very much. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So now that we've done all that, we can finally start talking about the movie. You were wondering if that was actually going to occur. (laughs) I can tell. So so we're paying them $335 a minute. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She's she's getting Serena Williams money. Yeah. Good thing Joe's rich. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so the movie Battle of the Sexes. You normally do our synopsis. I do, but I, I had but time you weren't to able to make it movie. to this one. Yeah, so uh, unlike Kevin, who's like, yeah, I got nothing going on in my life. Yeah, I could see thirteen movies in two well, days. I didn't know that I could, but some plans changed, and I am dedicated to the show. So it was a hard, hard day. But. Kevin's like, I did the work, and I'm getting mocked for it. <laughs> yeah, mocked for doing the right thing That's of seeing all really, the movies. All movies. Disgusting. Really weird. So, yeah. uh, so. Battle of the Sexes. Now I'm trying to remember how it opened. Do you remember how it opens? So first of all, I had no idea this was a true story. I mean, I really. I mean, probably Kids. because of I my don't think age they and say that in there. A lot of people yeah. have asked Playing. me, "Is it is all this true?" Yeah, and and I mean, I saw the previews before another movie, and I was like, "This looks hilarious. This looks awesome." And I and and I think it says maybe on a preview based on a true story, or I don't. I can't really remember, but for one reason or another, I found out it was a true story. And I thought, oh, this is crazy. I want to look into this, but I didn't want to research it because I wanted to go in and not knowing who won, not knowing how it unfolded. And I thought it was fascinating. I, I really had You no... really didn't know who won? Seriously? No. I oh, mean, you I really, you really I mean, thought that they would I, do a battle of the sexes and the dude wins I, and 50 years later they make a movie. I'm not <laughs> saying that I didn't predict, but what I mean... It's I not just, the bad news bears. Yeah, yeah. like that, that's not the story that they no, would tell. No, but I just, I, I didn't know how it unfolded or, you know, how badly, you know... Because uh, she's a woman? No. Here we go, Kevin. What? Here we what? go. So I Get thought, my Morocco ready. <laughs> so yeah, I, I thought it was really cool going into it not knowing about it, and it made me want to learn more about these people. And um, you know, I just I just thought it was really, really neat that this came up because how how long ago was this? When is this set? The eighties? Seventy three. Oh, seventy three, yeah. So I mean, uh, to what brought this movie on? Like what do we know why now this movie is 
being made. Like, so well, I have no idea. Yeah, what. I don't know if they've tried for a while to get it yeah. made, and this was just the right time. And people are kind of, you know, they're always challenging Title Nine and different things. Uh, so I don't know why mm. this. There was a now. TV movie in two thousand and one mm-hmm. called "When Billy Meets Bobby." Mm-hmm. In which Holly Hunter stole the show oh, as Billy yeah. Jean King. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. Ron, Ron Silver played Bobby Rich. Oh okay, was right. that an HBO movie? Uh, maybe. There was no particular reason for that to be made in 2001 because yeah. it wasn't an anniversary, and it's not an anniversary this year. Yeah. I just think, I it's, think interesting. it's an interesting story, though. Like, I think the idea that, I mean, women's tennis was kind of on the back burner until. This happens. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Well, like Margaret Court was just kind of uh, she's an amazing athlete and a great champion, but very kind of vanilla okay. and colored within the lines and just did, you know, was very like she had children and then came back and played on the circuit. Um, they do a really good job representing that because I don't do. know about her before this movie and they really right. do a good job. And I mean, they don't make her seem like a bad person or anything, but they do show you just Why her Billy, personality. And Not a lot of people know that Billy wasn't the first one to play him. Right. And, yeah. and oh. th- they put it in the movie and Billy's always been adamant that she's like, I didn't want to do it. Margaret did yeah. it. I knew that she wasn't the person to play him, but... Well, and she Margaret, uh, Bobby just rattled her. So they played on Mother's Day, and they called the Mother's Day Massacre. Oh, yeah, she. <laughs> he was a great guy. Oh my yeah, gosh, sounds like it. He was, and he's an excellent player. I mean, he was he, he the won top Wimbledon. male player at that time. No, 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 no he was no. like fifty-five. Let, let me he was set, retired. Let me, yeah. Yeah, let, let me set a little background. For right this. there, you go. Yeah. In the early seventies, Bobby Riggs was a guy in his fifties who had won the who had won Wimbledon yes. thirty years before, and now was essentially a has been and didn't like that because he loved being in the spotlight and when he saw that Billie Jean King was taking women's tennis away from the U.S. Lawn Tennis Association because they weren't getting paid enough money when they won. The prize money for women was one-eighth of what it was for men at the and, time. And just to be clear, and I'm assuming this is true from what the movie was saying, they were selling just as many tickets yes. as, yes. as the Wow. It's, it's not a situation where, well, of course the WNBA doesn't get paid what the NBA gets Correct. paid because there's a ticket sales. The revenue dozens, streams. Dozens are, of fans who watch them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tens upon tens of fans. Right. Yeah. So, right. Bo- so Bobby saw an opportunity to insert himself into the spotlight that belonged to other people. He was very good at that. Yeah. And so he decided to challenge the number one woman in the world, who at the time was Billie Jean King. And Billie Jean King said, no, I appreciate the offer of $35,000, which is 1970s dollars, but still. But but she said, no, I'm not going to play you, Bobby, because we're doing this other thing. And we're trying to promote women's tennis and women's equality and all that sort of stuff. And so Bobby went away until... Margaret Court beat Billie Jean King and became the new number one. And Bobby came back and said to Margaret Court, will you play me for $35,000? And she said yes, partly because she was such a rival with Billie Jean King. Uh, and if Billie wouldn't do it, Margaret would. Do right? I have my background you right? You are 100% you got correct. It. Okay. You got it. And then in the Mother's Day Massacre, Bobby crushed Margaret Court in, in straight sets. Embarrassingly yes. so. Yeah. $35,000 adjusted for inflation would be two hundred grand. Yeah, that's good, a lot of money. that makes the hundred thousand even more impressive. That's a lot yeah. of money. So that's over half of yeah. So uh, after boom, after that, Bobby wanted to continue being in the spotlight, and so he thought, okay, now maybe Billy will play me. I'll offer her a hundred thousand dollars, and she didn't want to do it. But eventually, she realized what happened before was so bad for the women's movement, not just women's tennis, but women's rights all over. Right. She said, I have to go out there and I have to fix this. 
and that's how you get to the Battle of the Sexes. The math on that, $100,000, <laughs> would be $576,000. Nice. Oh, go. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so this guy, Bobby Riggs, they do, it sounds like they do a really good job of setting his character up in the film because we're introduced to him, basically. He's eating dinner with his family, and he says, oh, i got to go to work. He has a monotonous desk job, and like like mentioned earlier, it, he wants to be in the spotlight. I got the impression that desk job, it was a make-work job so they could say this guy that, so they he could they could have a big name like they ah. like you know you see that a lot of times yeah. in, in like the baseball player gets beer distributorship yeah. or whatever yeah. he's not that showing up anymore, but they but they yes. bring him into sales meetings yeah. sometimes so they can be like you want to meet Ozzy Smith you know right. yeah Lou Brock and Lou Stan, Brock Stan Brad Hall yeah Brad yeah. Hall wow the golden bread. So they show you that, you know, like Paul mentioned, he wants to be in the spotlight. And then after dinner, he says he has to go do more work. But then he goes to a tennis court and he's holding two dogs and jumping over chairs, basically, to, to bet someone he can beat them in tennis with all that crazy stuff going he on. He was a hustler. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's the, it, isn't it a guy from the company? Like I took it, it was like his boss or something. Like it was basically like he's a trained monkey. I don't know. <laughs> so but, is, this a, is this a dramedy or is this a straight up comedy? It's not a comedy. It's, it's not, really not a comedy, comedy at all. It's not to say there aren't humorous moments. It's a dark but, comedy, if anything. But for but. the most part, no. It's I mean, it's a okay. It's a straight okay. like biopic. Okay. So my question is: Did they throw that in there as characterization, or did Bobby Riggs really do crazy betting like that? Yes. Like, yeah. He bet so, everyone. There's a real. You can okay. see Mike Wallace interviewing him on 60 Minutes, and he would like do putting and throwing playing cards in a trash can whatever it was he's shooting basketballs like not like not even in his realm of he's shooting him granny style <laughs> i mean like he statistically is, yeah. that's the better way to shoot you know, that's correct. trajectory but he um Didn't he, he just, play somebody with a frying pan yes he would hit balls like that when they showed that in that movie i remember that as a kid him running around and, with a frying pan yeah and yeah. like i can you know you. Not just a frying pan, a cast iron skillet. Yeah. There were, there were no Teflon at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. fair. Yeah. And okay. so it, it Rackets were heavier then, though, too. Yeah, they so were. Maybe. Yes, they were, and wooden. Right. But I mean, we, at one point, we see him going to his therapist, and while they're in a session, he's betting <laughs> the therapist. They're yep. playing blackjack. So yeah. it's just, I mean, it was to, to know this was a real person. And again, this was in the 70s. So I mean, I wasn't born yet. So I had no idea about Shut this. up. <laughs> not, not trying to make, but you know, I had no idea. And so I learned about this character, and I'm like, this is fascinating. I'm not saying he's a great person, but like, what a what a character! Like this guy existed. I guess it's so you know? weird because I I definitely remember like my, my my family was way into tennis, so I remember Billie Jean King. And I vaguely remember this only because I don't know why it was like that was this was a thing that happened. Yeah. And my foot, like my aunts, would always talk about it. Bedtime stories for you, yeah. yeah right. Like, remember that one time? No. The Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> well, I wasn't I, born I, yet either. I feel like people watched it like they watched Miracle. You remember the Olympics when yeah. the U.S. beats Russia? Beat the, beat the, like, I remember Russians. sitting in front of the TV, and there weren't, there wasn't cable, and there weren't other options. So this was the Houston Astrodome. Everyone's sitting there, just riveted by it. They're going to play three out of five sets. Which Margaret Court and Bobby only played two out of three sets. So this was going to be, you know, because actually Billie Jean, it would favor her the longer it went. Mm -hmm. But she was so smart and she just dug in and started training so hard because she knew that it was so much more at stake. And she, I, I think that became so much her focus. So in fact, she pulls out of one of the tournaments because she's been pushing her body so hard for the Virginia Slims. And Gladys Hellman, um, who is so 
instrumental in helping these women. She's kind of like their room mother. And played by Sarah Silverman. That's, that's very, a Sarah Silverman character. Very right? well played. That lady was huge. Yeah. And so she's like, you're my draw. You can't be, you know, but she really was pushing her body. She lost a lot of weight. And so she, but she did it. And you just see her training so hard. And that was cool um, because I think she knew what a responsibility she had. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Rocky Two, yep. where oh yeah, where he had the, the, with the Russian and the kids yep. and he's training this. That's four. That's, that's, that's four. four. I like but, that one. Rocky Two like is the one as well. You should goes off right. by Perfect. himself. Yeah. Right? yeah. Wait, no, it's a Rocky. No, it's so a Rocky Two. It's Rocky Three where he. Uh, that's Clubber Lang. He doesn't. He doesn't train. Right. And Clubber Lang beats the. He doesn't take it seriously because he's like. I can do this. Yep, and and gets his ass Mr. handed Mr. to T him. Mr. T beats the beats the holy hell yes. out of him. Rocky two is where he goes off by himself to train, right? Train real hard. So Rocky two is no because Rocky, had, that's where he fights Apollo oh, for the second time. Rocky four, he Rocky goes four. to Russia and trains. Four. That's the one I like. Yeah. Hearts that's on fire. Like. That's my yes. first. Yes. Best song. Yeah. And there's Rocky yeah. five. We don't talk. Yeah, about like, that. Nobody like, talks of Rocky Five. I talked about Rocky right. Five about four episodes ago. Well, just now you talked about Rocky Five. I did just nobody it's was going to bring up Rocky yeah. Five, <laughs> and then you were like, "Hey, everybody, remember Rocky Five? <laughs> remember, that, yeah. remember that? Remember that real street fight in let's, Rocky Five? Let's oh, not talk yeah. about that. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So this whole thing kicks off where Billie Jean is. She leaves. It's the Lawn Tennis Association, yes. and because of the pay discrepancy, and they're drawing as many people as Tom mentioned earlier. So they go and they. I guess they just form their own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the WTA. Okay, and so. Does that still exist today, or is, yeah, is that so? That's I mean, so when she formed this, it was something that now, still forty something years later, I mean, so that's, did it? And again, this is because our complete lack of knowledge about yeah. sports. So that's the is that the Premier League, and they just yep. completely destroyed the other one. Well, the USTA is over everyone, and then there's men's and the women's, and they very much work in coordination. But right back then, Jack Kramer did not really want the women to get equal. And like you said, Paul, an eighth of the prize money when they were bringing the same ticket sales. I couldn't tell from this film at all. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was Jeez. Bill Pullman plays that. Wow. Very well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, the See, misogyny I, drips out of this guy's face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's so smug and he's so smiley and mm-hmm. such a businessman. And you think he's your friend. Like he acts mm-hmm. like he's their friend and cares about mm-hmm. her. And then Billie Jean keeps bringing up these points mm-hmm. and he's like, well, you know, not so fast now. And like, he, I and mean, it's Emma Stone, right? You, right. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. She, she does disappear. I mean, she doesn't yeah. look like Emma Stone. I will say it's a great, she got her mannerisms. Like, Billy, the way she moves her hands and even how she held the trophy after the match, like she had her down, cool. you know, how she would look through the glasses. And okay, but I've got to ask you both, as tennis players, does Emma Stone or her double, do they do a decent job they with do, the tennis, do they you think? They do, like that's Billy's serve where she arches her uh, back like that, like that is it. And see, back then everything was sliced, there wasn't topspin back then. Mm-hmm. And they got it. They got. There's only a couple times in there where you see someone roll a ball with top spin. You're like, okay, that that wasn't a thing. Then. Can you explain for non tennis people what that okay. means? I okay. mean, not for me, but yeah. for the non tennis people. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, so if you have a tennis ball and you have the backside of the tennis ball that's facing you to hit a slice, which they do all the time, and that you come from the top of the ball, which would be like twelve o'clock, down to six o'clock through the ball as you go forward on like a d, like a decline, a slope going forward. 
where topspin is when you start at six and brush up to 12 the back of the ball so it rotates forward, hits the ground, and picks up speed. So everyone sliced the ball back then, and they'd come around the left side or in the forehand, come around the right side and put a little extra draw on the ball. So there's a lot of drop shotting in the, the lot, and then conversely, a lot of lobbying to push the person back. And it wasn't power. It was much more finesse. You didn't see 100-mile-an-hour no, serves then. Yeah, I, the, I, the, I the didn't see anyone game? acing anyone in yeah, this movie no. once. You know, so, so the was... technology's changed with the rackets and the balls and people's fitness. And even, like, during the point, like, and Billy is an amazing athlete. Like, she was so good at getting low on those volleys. And But you, you see, like, how quick things are now. Like, if you watch the U.S. Open that we just had such a great showing for American women at – you would see if you just watched one side of the court how quickly that player has to get to the next ball. And you know that's on TV, so it slows it down. Where when you watch that, you'd see like hit, wait, hit, <laughs> yeah, wait. There's I, no hitting I was waiting. wondering because I felt like the tennis action was mm-hmm. not very action-y. Yeah, but that's and how it was different then. Time. Yeah. So, and then that was – I was wondering right? at it like is that accurate or – So true, they just yeah. not, And I noticed that it seemed a lot – and again, knowing nothing, it was like, oh, this – the sports more about drawing the person to to one side and yep, then and then putting exactly. the ball where they're not. They weren't going to out you know overpower someone, right? And that's what like sometimes people criticize the game now because let's say men's tennis they hit a booming serve. There's no rally, so you talk about taking it down to just one serve. So you can't just blast. You have to place it and get it in there. And Vince Spadia helped set up this movie and he was the consultant so he was very good about helping them you know he's kind of like uh liked the history of the sport before so he helped them with the rackets and they have those big heavy rackets and so it's even kind of fun because there weren't a lot of choices back then there were a couple and actually the jack kramer autograph racket was what everyone played with and now i'm like Oh yuck. yeah, she, did. she got him in the sales there. Yeah, she I did. Know. Billy would never let a movie come out where it, it didn't look like her playing. She's, yep. She'd be crazy about it. I, she would never let. When did the it not well, look when, like like it looked cheesy? When yeah. did that shift happen from like the finesse to the power? Monica Sellis. Oh well, and and like graphite rackets. Like okay, so Borg. Yeah. Like Connors flat right. Right. T two thousand. You know. T three thousand. And then you Borg, and then the next was the Swedes, you know? I gotcha. So that was that was big. But and for the women, it was jealous. Yeah, she she was in, like, what an amazing, she's right. two-handed on both sides. She's got to cover all that. Steffi Graf, like, amazing. Mrs. Andre Agassi. You got yeah, it. Right. You yeah. got it. So, I watch tennis sometimes. Well, he's Mr. Graf. He's Mr. Graf. Yeah, yeah, right. 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 But, uh, you know, we'll let that what one was the, what, was, what was his claim to fame? What was his big old sponsorship? Was it Canon? Canon camera. Canon camera. Yeah. yeah, that's right. In Nike, you know, he was with those acid washed tennis oh, shorts. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't Andre. want to play tennis in acid washed <laughs> jeans? Because they're breathable. They are. Yeah. The so, jort. The jort on the tennis court. So I noticed that all the tennis looked very realistic. Like right. it looked like professional tennis players. Yeah. And they had most of the shots were drawn back so it looked like a television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking those are doubles that look because I mean these look like professional tennis players. I don't know that Emma Stone and Steve Carl have time I, to be. I know Emma Stone supposedly put on like twelve pounds of muscle. Yeah. So I can't imagine she went through all that to not she was like, play oh, tennis. I'm playing tennis. Oh yeah. and I'm yeah. I'm not saying like no, they no. never picked up a racket yeah. for it just looked so good, like professional, you know, well, you level. Know, my question was if, and I don't know if anybody knows, if they were actually playing tennis or if they were 
uh, if it was more like a choreographed dance and they and Dub they the ball and in. they CGI yeah. the ball oh, yeah. in later. That's, that's a good well, they so Vince Spadia helped them with their strokes, and Steve Carell was already a pretty good tennis player yeah. anyway. So they said that they did it. Really, oh, I, don't, I don't believe it. I, don't, I, I hate to sound like Bobby Riggs here, but I would bet you a large <laughs> amount of money that there were doubles involved. You don't go from Emma Stone to Billie Jean I King agree. in three months. And I do think Vince stepped in sometimes to be Steve Carell's. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But, but but I really like the Billie Jean. Her serve that's so hard to do. She throws the ball super behind her, bends her back and snaps up. So it takes a lot of core. That that takes a long time to learn. Yeah. So you'd be pretty sore the next day if you oh just started gosh. doing that. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. So I don't know. I like when I when I heard that I I. I still that would be super impressive if that was them on every ball. So okay, so so they leave and they they start their own organization and and what who does Sarah Silverman play again? I'm sorry. so Gladys Heldman. Okay, and she is she and Billy. How about how tough they are together? They're not going to give an inch to yeah. Jack Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, that that meeting they have later on, where, where they bust into the the men's, men's club, yeah. or you know, and yeah. and they just are like, you know, just go and they sit down, and they're like, it's okay, you can stay here. They start talking, but so they 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 basically get they get all the female players from the lawn tennis association. Oh, the top or? nine, I think it was eight, okay. eight or nine. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and how were they? I mean, I get what they were doing, and it's amazing. But at the time when when these women had, I mean, this was their jobs, and this was their their financial right. income. I'm amazed that that many of the top players just took a chance. Is that because of Billy or yeah. I mean, she was she had that kind of uh, leadership. She's so charismatic. She I mean, she one on one or in a group. She's just like she's the captain, my captain kind of speaker. And she's so engaging. And even if you're not a tennis person, she 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 grew up. Her brother played baseball. So she will go any analogy to get you to understand a passion. And, and she just gets you on board. And I think she got these ladies and was like, listen, if we're going to do this, you're doing this for your kids, your family, your husband, your wives, whatever. Let's go. We'll go together and I will fight for you. And I mean, you just go. Billy is one of those people that you meet a couple of times or when you see her, you're just drawn to her. And you also, she wants to know what your passion is and how you're going to make the world a better place. Like she challenges you to be better in a five minute encounter. I mean, it's, She's in, in like no other. That's cool. I mean, yeah. and, and that definitely comes through in the film yes. and, and Emma Stone's performance. Credit to her because that's, again, not knowing anything about the background. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they get, is it Virginia Slims? Yes. yes. Sponsorship, which I think yes. is so funny for athletes. <laughs> today's world. By, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Today's she world's insane. It. But back then, man, you'd get it. But anybody. they needed the money. She knew so, it then. Right. She's like, she didn't smoke and she was actually very they anti-smoking. Say, and mm-hmm. Her husband says she hates that. Uh-huh. So. Yep. Uh, but it was funny. Cash is that's cash. What, that's what my mom yeah. smoked. Really? Yeah, when I was a kid. And yeah. now, was that the cigarette of choice for women it and was, why they sponsored women? If you ask Virginia Slims, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, Virginia Slims, their whole thing was it was a cigarette targeted to right. women. It was like an elegant cigarette. Yeah, yeah. and their slogan and was, yeah, uh, they were, yeah, they were long and thin, and the slogan was, you've come a long way, baby. Yep. So right. that's why they sponsored women's yep. tennis. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a perfect end for them. And, to, yeah. and also, I would assume that this was probably about the time that the federal government banned cigarette companies from advertising on radio and television. January 1st, 1971. Right. So this is 1973. So this is an end run, right? This is where you start to see the rise of of 
of sponsorships, of sponsor, sports sponsorships yeah. because it was a way to get on TV without paying without, the advertising. They're like, well, well, the tournament's called Virginia Slims. What are you going to do? Right. And so, and, and a lot of cigarette companies went that route. Um, What's uh, funny is in the movie. They show the scene where none of these women smoked. Right, they're, they're professional right. athletes. No they're, they're, right. they're smokers. Yeah. And, uh, and and Gladys comes in with a bunch of packs of cigarettes and throws them down there. And one of the players picks it up and smokes and starts coughing. And Gladys <laughs> says, "You do the tennis. I'll do the smoking." Yeah. Right. That was great. <laughs> I thought it was a great She's line. Chain smoker. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That the, that sponsorship that Billy brought in for that. Sponsorship it's, in sports is huge now, but for right. women oh, yeah, to massive. get that sponsorship, that's such and, a was that a, was that a, not something before? I mean, did she? Well, this wasn't anything before. Women having leagues and sports of their own wasn't right. A thing. But I mean, and, sports and sponsorships that not wasn't endorsements a, like that. Wow, you know, and, on her own endorsements. There you go, non-sports guys. We kept saying sponsorship, right? <laughs> well, it means also. It I know, I know, but endorsements yeah. is what yeah. you. Would I would think forward. of endorsement more as like when a person says yeah. buy this well, product. Think, where sponsorship is like, I think the UFC does that does that more often. Like you'll see it. Plastered on their trunks or on their shorts, were Jimmy Johns or right. Budweiser? Well, yeah, because Lesnar, Jimmy Johns, all Jimmy over John, his pants. Well, Jimmy, yeah. yeah, Jimmy Johns. I don't, man, I don't, I don't know. However, he worked that deal. That's what I want to know. Is because Brock Lesnar, the UFC fighter slash wrestler, say so? he he has, I mean, huge Jimmy Johns logos. Oh, I was like, where is this going? On his, on his, <laughs> huge, on his huge tree trunk leg. Like, oh, yeah. So he but the he, sponsorship is in gigantic. the UFC. They will, you know, that you have to pay to fight. You have to pay for the training camps. So you hire these guys, Jimmy Johns being one of them, and you have to wear their logos on your shorts. WWE said, absolutely not. And then, then they hired Brock Lesnar back, and he's like, I'm going to have this on my shorts. Yeah, They're like, you okay. Yeah. Uh, it was sure. like, that's How fine. long until they just start getting tattoos? That I mean, Oh, yeah. that's interesting. That's true. I, See, I'm a marketing guy. Yeah, yeah that is interesting. Then you're stuck with it, though. What's that? Well, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of money and there's laser. Yeah, that's true. Removal. Then your that's second true. sponsorship is for laser removal. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So when they started this league, they, they, so they got the prize money up pretty quickly. Yeah. Was kick. it 7000 a, a month? Is that how often they played? 7000 per per event. match. Event. Yeah. And was event. it once a month? Versus what, 1500 is what it had been in the other league. So Oh, okay. So it was a big... Oh, big yeah. jump. Right. Big jump. Well, because I remember her. Didn't she say that she could win uh, $100,000 if she won the championship for Jack? There probably was a bonus, like if you won. The, but yeah. see, he he just really wanted to keep it them squashed. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to see them. And so they each signed for with the WTA for a dollar each. And that's yeah. why you see them with their dollar. Okay. And they didn't have a lot of money. So at first they were all sharing rooms and riding together and travel wasn't as glamorous and then when they got virginia slims then they could each have their own room and fly in a plane and which that having the own room comes in handy we will see oh well now is my question too because <laughs> i was wondering did billy jean always have her own room but maybe that happened afterwards but i saw that she was in her own room obviously without a roommate you know so she could have a visitor and i i was like but I thought they said they were all sharing rooms. I know, to save I wasn't money. sure. If so, she, yeah, well, I wonder. I wonder if because she was the name, right? That's what I mean. Know, maybe like Billie Jean the, had the top her. Dog, yeah, so she gets yeah I own. thought that seemed odd. Like I, I could, you could see that there was a shift at some point where they all started getting their getting their own rooms, and but just from what you've described of her, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, from what I've seen in the movie, even if she was entitled to her own room, she doesn't seem like the sort that would. It, or, or or kind of be like, oh, that's just not a big deal. You know, like yeah. if she, someone... Yeah, else, she doesn't seem like she would want to separate herself. Like, we all need to share rooms to save money, but not me. Like, no, that doesn't seem like who she is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do we... do? 
what happened with the other league? Did it like like when all these women switched leagues? Did did it get gutted pretty quick? Did it hobble along for a while? Was there kind of two parallel successful leagues well, for a bit? Well, then what happened was then they started letting people who they could play, they were not going to let them play in like Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, the majors for the Grand Slam events, and then they had to, they had to let right. them. Just like before, there were men and women tennis players, predominantly men, that would go um, and do exhibitions different places and you could only play you could only be an amateur if you played in the US Open the Grand Slams but they got to the point like after World War Two that they needed to make a month you know living and make money so they would do these exhibitions so for a while let's say the number one ranked player really wasn't the best player because the best player was off doing exhibitions earning money so there was kind of divide and that's why then the USTA has you can be except prize money and that's your number one player it's not an amateur versus a professional league and you know kind of the whole thing with talking about paying people for college sports and right you know it kind of brings that up so they had to finally address that and let them back in yeah but jack kramer in the u.s lawn tennis association without these top women you know they'd be looking at mm-hmm. the u.s open for instance and are you really not going to invite the best female tennis players right, in the country right. to come in the world? Right. How do you right. build your event? If Who you would buy it? tickets? Yeah. So right. how long did it take them to cave before they started letting them what? back into the... Pretty quickly. I don't think long. Yeah, and it doesn't specifically say in the movie. Right. Yeah. So did so did Jack Kramer, did he own Wimbledon? Or like, did he put that on? Or how does that work? So I don't know if he was paid by the USTA, or at that time it was the USLTA, okay. the Lawn Tennis Association. He was Lawn they, Tennis, okay. They, dumped the L mm. so it's yeah. just USTA um, and I don't know if that was he was trying to protect like I'm the top dog of this and I control I kind of got the sense that he liked the control yeah, so. yeah because I his would, players his players would go on to Wimbledon and he said that she could not participate right. in those tournaments right. if she wasn't in it and so I just wondered like who ran Wimbledon if oh, it's that, not that, him that, like, that's run by the people at Wimbledon that's a completely different thing so they each of the four majors is run by different Okay, so they're just their own thing, and they invite people from the professional organizations in, in, the, in that era. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So I was, uh, I was kind of surprised because I mean I've seen clips of like the things Bobby Riggs was saying, and like you know, and uh, and I was surprised at how sympathetic he came across in this movie. Like, like he, like I mean, he was still kind of a jerk, but like there was kind of a lovable oaf aspect to him, and I don't know. How much of that is real and how much of that is just Steve Carell shining through? Because it's like being the lovable oaf that he is. Yeah, because right. I mean, you like Steve Carell. So even though he's playing kind of a jerk. Well, it's hard because, like, although I didn't the, think he was lo- a lovable oaf in the wrestling movie. Well, he was. <laughs> so that. And then, well, also, what was the, um, the one with Sam Rockwell? Oh, the. Uh, oh, when he's the jerk dad. Yeah, they yeah. switch parts. They yeah. switch parts. That's, yeah. I love that. But movie, I mean, like, yeah. so he has that ability to not be. Michael from The Office. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I Unfortunately, I didn't see this movie, so I didn't see the performance that he was giving. But, but like, even when he, like, th- you would I, you would have liked this movie because... I wanted to, I, when I heard the options, I was like, I can only see one. Yeah, but it, cause, I think what you would have liked about this movie is cause the whole time I was thinking, this is this is pro wrestling. The Way like, Back, is that what it is? That's the it. Way, yeah, way Back. That's really yeah. good. They, uh, this was pro wrestling. This, uh-huh. this was a wrestling It's event. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. and yeah. like, he's... He, you know, he's 
taking this. He's like, he's I'm, the I'm going to be the be the dick, yeah. right? Like, I'm going to be a jerk, and I'm going to say all this awful stuff, and then, but we're both going to make a ton of money, yes. and so who cares, right? I, to me, and I don't know the history. You'll have to correct me. I'm not saying this guy was a, a shining, you know, amazing uh, example of a human being, but to me, it seemed like an act that he was putting on because he's a hustler. I think that he was appealing. From what I learned from the movie, I think that he was maybe a good person, but was appealing to the thoughts of America, which at the time was very chauvinist. You saw people come out in droves with signs and and all this stuff. And so I feel like he almost maybe didn't even believe what he was saying, but he knew that that would sell. Like he was kind of playing his part in Yeah, history. I feel like he was a wrestler. I feel like yeah. he was a heel. I mean, mm-hmm. the heel wrestlers, when you see him on public or okay. in interviews. Let, let me offer some historical perspective okay. here as the old person. Sure, in the no, that's just what I took it as. In 1973, we were still in the Mad Men era. Mm-hmm. Where men treated yeah. women like crap in this country, not just the I, you were you were still seeing commercials with like my wife. I think I'll keep her exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a real commercial, I remember yeah, what I forget what it was that for, was. but like I I mean I remember seeing that when I was a kid for the yes. U.S. Husbands Association. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Commer- what? I don't know, let me Google no, for, for like coffee or something oh like that. Goodness. Yeah. What? Uh, but my my point is though, I was just trying to address Tom why yeah. you kind of feel bad for Steve. So Carell, I just want well, well, jump in. Well, I want to yeah. jump in real quick. I so I go to Google my wife. I think I'll keep her, and this is <laughs> odd. You Google my wife, and it autofills hates me. Oh, well, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't algorithm knows what you searched? I don't know. I was like, I'm like, I, I've cleared my cash since since my the end of my first. Are marriage. you logged in as I, so, Are you logged in as Tom O'Keefe yeah. on Google right now? <laughs> so just to go back to the uh, historical part of it, in 1973, we still had that Mad Men ethos going yeah. on for a lot of men, not all men, obviously, but sure. for a lot of men, professional men in particular, they looked at women as second-class citizens in this country. You cook, you clean. Bobby Riggs even says, I like my women in the kitchen and the bedroom, and that's it. And that was a prevailing attitude yeah. of many men in this country. And right, but he also so, said that on TV as a character. He but, didn't say that when we saw him with his But you remember family, that Bobby you know? was 55 years old at the time, yeah, and so he, he had lived, lived his it. entire life this way, and he truly believed it. And what you see okay. in this movie is Steve Carell making him nicer than he really okay, was. Okay, fair enough. Because, yes, he was playing that up because he was a hustler. Right. He knew how to get people to put money on the table when he had the advantage. That's what a hustler does. Yeah. But it wasn't that hard for him to ramp up from normal Bobby to hustler Bobby. Okay. Because the, that, that was the, the background there. And okay. the ultimate irony is he appeared to be a kept man. Yes. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, right. For all, for all of his chauvinistic speak, like, he, he was getting a paycheck from the wife is how right. I took it. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He lived in a mansion. His wife's uh, father, I guess, yeah. was wealthy. And so it, they clearly show you that he when he when he hangs up his jacket and, you know, whatever walks in the house, like, he's he, he didn't earn that. It was right. his wife kind of running the show. That's because and, he couldn't earn that. You know what yeah. they always say is a problem gambler? Yeah. Somebody who gambles and loses. Yeah. You never hear about people who gamble and win being described as problem gamblers right no they're good at that and bobby was a hustler and he loved the action and he would do it a lot and he was losing all of his money and much of hers which is what led to the resentment there but yeah the reason he looked like a kept man is because she had the money he had lost it right did i mean it's kind of funny because remember in that scene when he goes to uh whatever anonymous it seemed like there were lots gamblers of different gamblers. was that actually gamblers yeah. anonymous yeah. he kind of says that that's their problem is they're bad but <laughs> yeah. he was really the pot calling the kettle black is what you're saying he Correct. wasn't he just 
he put on a show. He's, he acted like, you guys need to be better and all this, but really, that's him. Yes. He's interesting. Yeah. And the, my wife, I think, I'll keep her line, was for Geritol. Okay. Geritol. <laughs> which was a dietary, like a drink, like was a a dietary supplement. And uh, uh, I just huh. I know the name. It says uh, Geritol was, yeah, a um, trademark name for various dietary supplements. And, the, and, uh, and I guess they still make it. Yeah. Um, Were you supposed to give your wife that to yeah. keep her thin? And that's why it's like my wife, I think I'll keep her because I'm giving her. No, it was your- targeted. <laughs> oh, no, it's targeted to men. Oh, so, okay. Uh, um, and so it says Geritol is famous for its commercial tagline. My wife, I think I'll keep her. The, the, the line brought out during the height of the women's lip. So that commercial. Brilliant. Brilliant timing. That commercial <laughs> ran in 1972. And it is brilliant. And here's why. This targets older men. And oh. older men would be like, I mean, I mean we, we, we have a president who wrote to the White House using the same logic. Yeah. Of like, well, yeah. I'll make half of you hate me, but as long as I get half of you I feel like he says things, be like, yeah. oh, nobody's talked about me today. What can I do? Yeah. Uh, okay, here, I got one. Well, that's part of why this movie resonates in 2017. Right. Uh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Like, the, there's a lot of this still at, at play. Misogynistic you know? old man, vigorous younger woman, although there wasn't that many years between right, the, yeah. the man and woman in present day. But in those days, it was that, exactly that. Yeah, uh, it was. You know, it wasn't just a generational thing. It was the battle of the sexes. Well, yeah, and sometimes when someone's such a jerk, you can't not look at them. You know, like right. I'm going to make you see me, and that's kind of how he was. He was just going to insert himself into anything he right. could. Yeah, this was. It was hard to watch the scenes where people were being so misogynistic. You know, and because of course, you know, again, I didn't grow up in a time where that was even. Yeah, I mean, to that extent, I've never seen that. And so they did such a good job of the way the men talked and, and the, the pay discrepancies and just everything, all the struggles the women had to go through. Mm-hmm. And it, it was hard to watch at times. So. Well, and could you imagine, like, even the movie Suffragette, you know, when that came out, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, you had to work to get the right to vote or to do. And then at the end of that movie, when they show the countries that still don't or it's pending, you know, and you're like, Oh my gosh. So for Billy Jean to be like, hey, we're gonna make we're gonna use spores as a way to talk about this issue and help you see it, you know, she she did a lot of good. Smart, yeah. I mean and I I do think that resonates again with sports and using mm-hmm. that when people may not want to talk right. about politics or, right. or whatnot, right. but people love their sports. Love and the right. Olympics. We bring yeah. people together one you yeah. know, you try and find a common ground, something that you can and kind of you know, in some sports when you go out there and play um, for example, my son plays volleyball, and when they play against some of the teams from New Zealand, they come out and they do this like dance before the match, and it basically says, says like, "You, I honor you bringing out your best, and I'm going to give you my best, and we're going to settle it here, and we move on, and we're friends. Like, oh. let's let's do battle. Let's each bring our best. And I think that's kind of Billie Jean at the end, you know, and she's like, Bobby, you've done enough talking. Let's play, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and they were also they reminded me of that old cartoon with the uh, the the sheep the dog wolf and the, the wolf, sheep yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, where they yeah. clock in? Yeah, where yeah. they just like they you know they clock in, they fight, 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 yep. and then they clock out. All right, we'll like, see you tomorrow. Okay, yeah. that's what well, we do. Well, that's that's why I also thought he was playing a character, and I mean not to jump in too much, but like yeah. Billy never seems to hate him so much that she's like, get away from me. Creep. She has so much respect for him because he was such a great champion, yeah. and when he played he didn't maybe get the due the credit let's say there's someone that's a really great athlete and they had a great ball and people like their style of play his style of play might have been a little 
unorthodox or a little um, cagey. And so it's not the mainstream, like ever classic. And so I think she understood because I think she had felt like the outsider before. And she makes a reference to when she was 11, she played in a tennis tournament and she couldn't be in the picture because she had on shorts instead of a skirt. And the photographer said, oh, or the tournament director said, oh, I'm sorry, little girl, you have to move out because oh. you don't have a tennis skirt on. And that's when she said, I was going to make sure I was the best so that I could change things that's because cool. I didn't want anyone to feel like they couldn't because they didn't have enough money for a tennis skirt or that they've even like she makes a reference to race being an issue. And I think that's why she has always had the Williams sisters back. And I think that's why like this year's U S open with her sitting in the stands and Emma stone sitting next to her and having two African American women in the final. She's like, not not named Williams. Exactly. We've Mm. have come a long way, baby. You know, it's pretty cool. Couldn't so, ask for better press then. Either. Yeah, like that's that's pretty insane. Well, and think of how they made this movie, how long ago, and then the timing, like right, the U.S. Right. Open, and then the release of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is, we, we bag on we bag on production companies for not having a brain, but sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes they they I, show like, oh, by the way, we could still do this. The timing this. worked out beautifully. Yeah. I think it's when you're a smaller movie like this. That's probably because you know you have to kind of you got to time it, catch the tailwind. Like, yeah, where the bigger movies don't always think like that no they know? don't so to to show how bad of a gambling problem he has i mean in that match that we talked about earlier he wins a rolls royce so when you're talking about him spending this money yeah. he must have had to put up a decent amount of money to bet against he was a, a high rolls roller royce, right he, he played for high stakes so that was the that was the final straw for his wife pretty much i mean she kicks him out and at this point we don't know that it's permanent but he has to uh leave and live in his rolls royce until he goes with his son you know for a night or two and that's where he gets he concocts this idea uh, to play against uh, not Billie Jean, but Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. Yeah. And so and that's that was the Mother's Day Massacre you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And that was tough to watch, too, because he just runs all over her. It just I mean, she didn't have a chance and it was a mind game and it just like spiraled downhill. As, it did. It was just it was painful. Like yeah. even just like you're like, oh, my gosh, because she was so good. She's right. amazing. They called her the arm. She had a great yeah. serve. She was so good at multiple sports that she she decided to play tennis like just just because uh, I guess I'll pick tennis. You know, she's just an amazing right. athlete. And now she they always show her at the Australian Open. She's a minister. She's very set in her ways. Doesn't mm, recognize lesbian, gay, transgender. Very, very she, anti-gay. Right. I mean, you could tell from this movie, even early on, when she's in the hotel room and and Mm -hmm. she sees what Billie Jean is up to, and Mm -hmm. it's just, she's very, you know, against everything Mm -hmm. going on. Because she was actually, Billie Jean was actually the number one, and then when they're playing the Virginia Slims, and Billie Jean is maybe slightly distracted with realizing that she has feelings for Marilyn, the hairdresser, the other woman, Margaret says, Billie Jean is so distracted now. This is my mm. chance to beat right. her. And she does. And then that's what makes her the number one. So in that f- match that they play, Billie Jean plays abysmally. And yeah. she's just like not her, not her fire, not her spark. And then Billie Jean's husband, Larry, says before the Bobby Riggs match, if you need someone here that isn't here, meaning Marilyn, yeah. do what you need. Because Larry always, and they're they're good friends to this day. Well, the movie even says that they're godparents yeah. to each other's children. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which I 
was like, well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and, he seemed like a really good guy from the movie. Yeah. yeah. And great that and he knows that tennis is Billie Jean's first love. Like, he gets yeah. that. And you can tell that he believes that Billie Jean can't do anything that doesn't resonate with her and she doesn't believe in. Like, she can't be fake or the prima donna or whatever. That's just not in her DNA. And I think he realizes he's got to let her be her because to stifle that will affect every part of her life. It'll permeate. Mm. I love that moment where Larry says to Marilyn, they're both outside the hotel, and he realizes that, you know, Billie Jean loves Marilyn. But Larry says to her, you'll never be her number one love. And everybody thinks... I'll always, you know, he's right, in yeah. right like, now. I'll always be your number right. one love. And then there's a pause and he says, tennis will always be okay. your number one love. And that's when you realize, oh, okay, this is something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, just, uh, we kind of brushed over it, but there's a hairdresser that does all their hair and she ends up, her and Billie Jean have feelings for each other and she goes on tour with them as the hairdresser, but she becomes a distraction and Billie Jean is torn between tennis and Larry, her husband and this woman. And that's when she plays abysmally. And, and it was just terrible because Larry was not at the hotel yet where they were. And then she's already struggling with these feelings with Marilyn, but then Larry shows up a day early and then she has to play this match for the number one spot. And you have Larry there and Marilyn and all this problems because Larry knows what's going on as Paul mentioned. So they, this film does an amazing job of showing that tension and you see Marilyn in the stands and you see Billie Jean just, freaking out and not playing her best um i just feel like from everything you said from the real history and and paul as well what i saw in the movie was exactly that so i mean it seems like it was an extremely accurate film is that yes and luckily the ted tingling who was the tennis designer of the tennis dresses back then and they were those big collars and they all had that that logo from virginia slims that lady like a flapper in a dress with a cigarette and they didn't have color before then well they they, just wore like white white and he was is very flashy and like i don't know that they all loved it but they just loved ted like he's such a personality kind of like bud collins was just such a personality you know so so that guy's he's a real person he's a real person i really i thought he was going to be a composite character yeah no he's a real person who's that actor that actor alan cummings oh that's alan cummings yeah and wallace langham is his assistant both very good and he does he's the one who gives billy the heads up that he saw larry Mm -hmm. coming into the hotel to try and give her a minute and then he says to her after the match that she loses to margaret court he says someday you'll be able to love who you love Mm. and you not have to live secret life because he like fortunately these women all accept him but you know, he's not mainstream, yeah. you yeah. know. I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, they infer it. They don't, they don't just come out and say it, but you, mm-hmm. you realize that he's gay and yeah. struggling with that. And so right. it's really neat that he's there for her, yes. that, to, you know, teach her these, not teach her, but to help her along with what she's struggling with. But so, so after this, then uh, that's when Bobby Riggs says, well, you know, I'm going to try to, does he challenge Billy well, Jean? No, he says whoever wants to. And he's, and he's always thrown it out there, but he had approached her prior uh-huh. to Margaret. And so that's when, so after the match is over where Margaret gets killed mm-hmm. and they're all at the airport watching it on those little pay TVs. Do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so they're, they're at the airport and they're all watching it because they're getting done with one mm-hmm. of their tournaments and they're watching it and they're just, and she goes out and she starts hitting serves and, and she just has to like get it out of her. And then she calls Larry and says, I got to do this. Cause that's and, when he had, he had said it, I think after winning or on the term, he says, whoever I'll I, pay a hundred thousand dollars to mm-hmm. the, 
to the best, whoever's the best or whatnot. He kind of throws down the gauntlet, yeah. like bring it on. And so then it's middle of the night and Larry is like, okay, I'll call him first thing in the morning. And Billy's like, call him now. He called me he at midnight. Well, wake him me. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's perfect. And I think that all of those people, like you love Billy Jean so immediately when you meet her that they would do anything to help her champion they all kind of knew she was working for something greater than just what meets the eye this match and so i think that everyone really was like okay let's do this and rosie cassell always has her back always always they used to play doubles together but it's interesting they show a little clip and it's accurate from tv of chris everett and they're asking different people yeah. like lloyd oh, bridge yeah. asking people like who's gonna win and i was so disappointed but chris everett's like I think you got to favor Bobby. I mean, he's a really good player. And I'm like, really? She was the the US LTA darling. And I think she was pretty influenced there. Mm -hmm. And and so I don't know how much. She was Kramer's girl there. I think there's also a mindset, though, of like, if you say that you, not rooting, but if Mm -hmm. you say, I think he's going to win and he loses, you can be like, good. Right. But if you say, I think she's going to win and if she loses, you just feel like you're going to get your face rubbed in it. And maybe they were all a little leery after Margaret had gotten trounced. Sure. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it was like, I was like, oh, but, and you're right. We don't know what, what was going on in Chrissy's world. And I think that's what was so amazing about this movie. I just thought it was all about Billy. It was going to be all about Billy, equal rights, let's make it fair, equal pay. And I didn't realize she had this whole conflict of her her love her life, personal life. In, right. her personal life. And yeah. she's scared that like yes. as this brings in all this media scrutiny yes. that she'll be outed. Absolutely. And and, and that would be just sponsorships would be gone. That would just That's be a death right. knell for her for all career these ladies at that yeah. point. She brought yeah, with and her. A, and yeah. yeah, and everybody else's. It was really the too. worst timing for mm-hmm. I mean all this for stuff all to happen. Yeah. She she was frightened of that that she, mm-hmm. these ladies believed in her and her personal life was going to make it a failure. Right. Mm-hmm. While we're on the subject of that aspect of this story, I think there's too much of that in the movie. This movie is 2 hours long. Yeah, you could take out twenty minutes of the Billie Jean King lesbian story, mm-hmm. and, 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 and tighten this movie not up. Not get rid of the story, but no, just, but just not as much of it. You yeah. don't need that much emphasis. Now, Andrea Riseborough, who plays Marilyn in the movie, she's very, very good in the relationship between yeah. her and Emma Stone as Billie Jean King. Also, very, very good. Very believable. Right? I mean, but, they yes. did a great job. But here's where I think it's a problem: not just for making the movie a little bit too long, but also I'm afraid that some people are not going to take their daughters, particularly their young daughters, to see this. Now, I know it's rated PG-13. Right. I don't think that most of this movie is inappropriate for girls as young as 9, 10, and 11 right. to go see, particularly to see a woman who is a hero to all women, or should be, anyway, yeah. right. who was you know, the vital force in kickstarting that part of the feminist movement in the early 70s. Plus, one hell of an athlete. I think that's a great thing. As the father of a daughter... If she were that age, I would want her to see this movie when right. she was playing tennis before she went on to do it four years in high school. I would want her to see that. I fear that some people are going to keep their daughters and their sons away from it because there's too much emphasis on the lesbian angle. What do you think? Well, and I was a little worried about that, too, because you don't like don't miss the forest for the trees, like get all the good. And and everybody, I mean, in any story, there's some takeaway that can get you off course and I hope that doesn't isn't a roadblock 
you know. Yeah. But I did worry a little bit about I, that. I, at what age you start telling your kids? I don't have kids. At what age you start telling your kids it's okay to love who you love, though? That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I my daughter is six, and we. I mean, we're a pretty liberal house, so it's just like you know she know that she has a um, a girl at her school who has two moms. Mm-hmm. So explaining that, we're just like, yeah, it's just not everybody loves. A dad. Here's like, the problem. You love a not, mom and it's just... not enough of America is like that. And I, I would fear, agree. I fear that there are going to be. I'm not saying that they should. I mm-hmm. think they. they right. I, in fact, I will say they should not keep their daughters mm-hmm. away from seeing this movie or their sons. But I think there are too many people in this country who will look at it that way and go, "Ew, lesbian. We're out. We're not even going to go see it. And we're certainly right. not going to take our kids." Mm-hmm. Well, I, the I, Margaret Courts mm-hmm. of the world, right? Right. Absolutely, because they're so hard and fast. They draw that line, and they're not going to be open. And you miss a lot of good things when you're not open. And you miss the rest of a great, mm-hmm. important story. That's right. Well, yeah, and, and to your point, I you th- I think they could have gotten the relationship and the struggle across without so much because there's basically a sex scene in this movie. Like, it doesn't get mm-hmm. too in-depth, but, mm-hmm. you know. Nobody's very, naked. Very, yeah, mm-hmm. but very drawn out and kissing mm-hmm. on the neck. And, like, it goes mm-hmm. on for probably uh, several minutes, right? And that's right? probably why it's PG-13. Right. Although right. I said that to a friend, and he said, no, it's PG-13 because they smoke. That's probably no. true. Uh, Isn't that oh. weird? Yeah. PG-13 will get you... If you smoke yeah. it, if you take a drag, Inhale. I, you will get a PG-13. Isn't that, that weird? Is in 1973, Virginia Slims, a cigarette company, could sponsor an athletic event. Yeah. But in 2017, Can't if they it. smoke Virginia Slims, PG-13. There's yeah. uh, the... They did a show on NBC called Constantine, based on the comic character, and one of his signatures is he's always smoking. So, like, they had to figure out how to put, like, oh, we'll just put a cigarette in an ashtray, or (laughs) he'll have one in his hand, but he never took a drag off. So it didn't become like MA or TV fourteen or whatever. Once you you take a drag off of it, because like uh, they did it all the time on uh, Mad Men. Yeah, they were always smoking on Mad Men, and that was TV MA. And then you well, can't. There were a lot of other reasons. There were other reasons, <laughs> right. as well, but yes. But like in a commercial, you can't smoke, right? right? And in a, you can't even have. Can you even have cigarette? We know you can't anymore? advertise. Banned, right? Yeah, you can't advertise okay. cigarettes yeah. on television. So so she or radio. So she accepts this one hundred thousand dollars, which would have been five hundred thousand mm-hmm. plus 50, today's money, yeah. and uh, she starts training, and he kind of slacks off, and I guess it's because of the whole Margaret Court incident that he's he crushed her and so and she was the number one he took that you know even though she was just number one with all the personal stuff going mm-hmm. billy jean like you know he just said well i beat the number one easily and she beat billy jean so why would i even have to worry about it and so he just kind of slacks off and and i don't i what was the importance of the whole fred armison vitamin guy like that seemed they really oh, kept showing okay, him but that is really true he took like 150 vitamins a day and on 60 minutes with Mike Wallace yeah. he's showing him how he can take like 15 and 20 at a time and he's almost chokes but he so he shows he like- was he well, was kind of like the, I, he she, did joke he did joke <laughs> yeah there we go perfect but he he just wants to live forever he said yeah. and he thinks he's going to get better and better and you're like, well, yeah, you'd, be, know, the, you'd maybe, be the first. Exactly. Yeah. Was it a sponsorship? Is that why he did it? Well, and I don't know. Like they, right now, think about it. He could be like TB, you know, Tom Brady vitamin, you know. Yeah. Were, they and were they really vitamins or were they vitamins? Well, and see, they might have been some amphetamines yeah, and some other things definitely. in there. Yeah. And then in that match, he has Sugar Daddy sponsored him and he has on like a nylon. Oh, I forgot oh. about that. Nylon jacket. And he won't take it off because of the sponsorship. Yeah. 
And he finally, he is dying. She is running him all over. And I was the, tired watching yeah, him play tennis yeah. in that. It was like, take okay, that off. Okay, and you're <laughs> too young for this, but do you remember when people would mow their grass in those like plastic suits to like yeah, lose, to lose weight? weight? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Our neighbor would wrap herself in uh, saran wrap. To lose weight, yeah. Like they, like they did such crazy things. There's still things. a place in the Chesterfield Valley that will do that. Oh my that, that, The big signs in their front window. I've never been in, but I, uh huh. I go to the pizza place <laughs> next door. To <laughs> but the, but they do that. They uh, plastic body it's wrapping all. is still around. Shrink wrap your body. I mean, it's like 55 degrees out this morning, and I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. So yeah. Yeah. watching him play tennis yeah. in that, I just, I and I don't know if Kev, did, you, did you realize that Sugar Daddy's a candy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't oh, know yeah, if you, I mean it's yeah. not you don't really see it too much anymore. Oh so yeah. I didn't yeah. know if you knew what it, yeah, what it was. Yeah. No. No. Totally. I I got that. And I was like, wow. And that really showed the insight to this character what he would do for money he goes they're paying me 20 grand for this yeah. and again 20 grand times right. three or whatever it would be eighty thousand. Yeah. today i mean that's a lot of money i think that was a full polyester oh. yeah like, no that was hard to watch fire oh. retardant no breathability <laughs> like, that it was just uh you're saying it did yeah. not wick away the sweat no zero wick no extra no, wick no, no under yeah. armor <laughs> for, the, yeah. for that poor guy so yeah. so they they get to the match and it's it's bobby riggs i guess designed i mean it's a big show it's the guy knew how to put on a show as you saw with him training earlier and you see him with the sheep and trying to herd the sheep with his you know whatever just the crazy stuff he did which was really funny in the movie Mm -hmm. like to see that this guy really did this and yeah he really did yeah and and so anyway they come out and she's like looking like cleopatra being carried (laughs) right right you know on a whatever a throne carried Mm -hmm. by four guys in the or for joke uh gorgeous george oh there you go perfect (laughs) king mabel is who i would go with. okay i was yeah how did, he comes out. I know he's dressed in the sugar daddy. What does he do when he enters? Like, there's something big that he does. I thought the the girl. He, he has yeah. like yeah, he has like cheerleaders, sugar daddy like, girls. Yeah, and, like all skin. Yeah. Not I mean, not scantily super, for then. I guess yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, by today's standards, yeah. not overly. And and the big the big thing that we didn't touch on was that Jack was going to commentate, but. Billy Jean the day before said if he's doing the commentary I will not play and this is after the uh, AB it was on ABC is that yeah. right? yep. ABC guy says that he spent seven hundred and fifty thousand yes. dollars to put on this event yes. and you know it's the day before they sold tickets right. and so she would not back down like you said she sticks I to really her like, yeah I really like that scene where she where he, He's like, oh, you're really going to walk away over this? And she's like, uh, I walked away from you for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Great. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. So, so Speaking of the commentary, I think it is so great they have the original yes. Howard Cosell yes. track yes. in there. Yes. Yeah. Because, first of all, he's iconic. And second of all, you hear the misogyny in his, his play-by-play. Yes. And, and you, this yes. little woman. This right. little girl. Right. Not even woman. This little says, girl. This little girl. Oh and she was th- how old was she at the time? Like, 29. Yeah. 29, yeah. And I think what was great is that because they use the footage the the cgi they cgi in his actual footage with the yeah. with the rosy actress um the hand was a little weird on her shoulder yeah but the, the, i was like that angle the cgi how, was a little goofy it, yeah it was it remi- i liked they did it but it I was reminded like, me of the the olivia newton john hand on the grease album cover it was oh yeah wrong <laughs> it was like like i was like what is because he's like she? up here <laughs> yeah. and then she's shorter and then his arm still goes around her at her yeah. height and i was like that's not how arms <laughs> work but, anyway. <laughs> but i i like that you see that they're clearly using real footage because then when when you hear him yeah you know that that isn't something that they wrote to you make it also, feel worse than it was. Like mm-hmm. that's accurate. Right. You can't replicate that. Yeah, like that's one of those. Yeah, things it's really hard to do a Howard Cosell impersonation. It's, it's tough. You don't find a lot of people that, <laughs> that can, can do, do that. that. No. No, there's John not, there's, Boyd there's did nobody it. Yeah. they can do. Billy but I mean, Crystal. like, like the the emotion and everything that was in that initial 
performance, basically. Yeah. You, I don't think that that's really hard to replicate. So the fact that that's still on track somewhere. Yeah. And they could just redo it. I thought it was interesting. Add some authenticity. When I first heard, you, so you first hear Howard Cosell before you see him. Or Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I get them, got them mixed up when I was a kid. <laughs> that's how little I knew about sports. Like, I, I, wow. got, I got them mixed wow. up. Because I would he see. He told a story, a picture of them together. I saw a picture of them together. And like was. it was like I didn't know who was who. Like, Cosell was, so, was the one with the toupee. Okay, <laughs> now it, it's yes, that's clear. a good identifier. Yeah. <laughs> good um, call. Very politically correct. Yep. <laughs> but uh, um, but I thought it was interesting is that when you first hear Howard Cosell, you're so used to hearing people impersonate Howard Cosell yeah. that when I first heard him, I was like. This Howard Cosell impersonator is not very good, <laughs> and then and then I'm like, oh no, it's because it's really it's Howard really Cosell. Howard Cosell. And it's been yeah. so long, I just hear the over the top right yeah. impersonation. I think of the guy from uh, Better Off Dead. Yeah, yeah the, the Asian, Asian guy. guy who didn't learn English from anything else besides Howard Cosell. Besides the wide wide world of yeah, sports, so that's how yeah. he speaks all the time. Yeah. So they filled uh, it was like seventy thousand people in person, I believe they said in and the then, stadium, and then televised. And then how many? Million? Ninety million. Ninety million at a time when there were what three channels? Could you imagine three network sh- show a yeah. sporting yeah. event doing that now? No. Like, is there even a, like, not even a Super Bowl? So in our stadium is forty five thousand. Just yeah, to put but, perspective, I mean, sold out. Viewers, imagine ninety seven. million viewers. Oh, the viewers, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the seventy thousand is a lot of people. Yeah, but still. I mean, yeah. like the the dome in I know WrestleMania Dallas. Seven, yeah. I think is over a hundred. Oh, is it? I WrestleMania so. broke the record, right? And I know you because uh, they say yes. it when they broadcast and they're like, yeah. record seventy. I don't think they sold all those tickets, but they broke. Well, they were sold. No, I don't know if they were. I don't know they were sold. Attended. Yeah, there's no way. Ticket scanned. There, there were not seventy thousand at the at this tennis match. It was more like fifty thousand. Fifty? Okay. Yeah. I thought they said seventy. What's impressive reason, to me but... is that in the movie they make you think they're actually playing in the Astrodome, which was destroyed years ago, but oh, for a long right. time was considered the eighth wonder of the world. Yep. It was the yeah. first dome at stadium. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. looked like they were. It's a shame. They, really, they, that's interesting. Major League why we call it AstroTurf. Yeah. yeah. Major League Baseball right. went on that kick where they all of the so every stadium in this every city was unique, you know. Like right. Yankee Stadium did not look like Bush Stadium, which right, did look sure. like Candlestick. Right. And oh. now they're all cookie cutters. Like yeah. everything looks the, exactly the. I think Wrigley is really the only one left. Fenway still, but like they're all. If you look at Giant Stadium compared to the new Bush Stadium, they all look exactly the same. And that's kind of a bummer because that's so yeah. unique for your sport. Because yeah. like tennis, we have the same dimensions, right. and it faces this certain way when you're outside. And yeah, just, it has to face a certain way. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the so sun. The sun. Hmm. A friend of mine Makes did sense. the court for this movie, and they, I mean, spent a lot of money on making sure the set was right and making sure that court was exactly like it was that they played on. Where did they film everything. it? Do you know? L.A. Okay. And did they actually fill a stadium? I mean, it looked fully attended. Like, I, I don't, I don't think they, they did. I think this is movie magic. Just, it just it looked great. I think it might be. I don't know about yeah. that. I just, okay. I just know the court. If WWE can make one of their shows look like there's a lot of people there when there's nobody there, <laughs> it shouldn't be that tough yeah. for Hollywood. No, I, be like, no, we but, got it. But, but they, they had know. aerial shots. But I think it that they, really, they fill a yeah. section and then they yeah. can cut Move and paste. And, yeah. but Somebody should teach that trick to Stan Kroenke. They should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the film, Asshole. just just to... Him, not you. That's it. To the film's credit, though, the look of it, it looked like it took place in the 70s. The, the I mean, the tennis playing was fantastic. The, the look of this final match with the stadium and the people, like, they did a great job bringing you back. I mean... I, they could have been when they were showing like the TV shots where other people were watching on mm-hmm. TV, but it was still Corell and Stone. You could tell it was not yeah. the real footage. It may as well have been though. They made it look they like it. real footage. It's interesting know. to see that he has found this weird 
niche in these dramatic sports movies. I mean, Foxcatcher, that's a hell of a movie. Like, it's a messed up story, and he's not a good dude in that movie yeah. at all. And then he comes back and does this. I guess Foxcatcher was three years ago? I think something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. And then, but so he's found this weird little niche where he can play, like, the sports asshole. It's a good I actor, though, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, the thing is, like, yeah, yeah. Steve Carell, you know, people think, you know, The Office and 40-Year-Old Virgin, but obviously the guy has range. He's got, yeah. yeah he's fantastic If you've ever seen, like, if you ever see a side-by-side of DuPont, the real DuPont, yeah. and then him, like, it's... It's eerie. Un- it's, it is very eerie. It's on... He's the... The mannerisms, the way that he talks. And they put like prosthetic on him. They right? did, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. But go see this movie and look at a side by side of the real guy. Yeah. That's when what I'm they saying. show yeah. that. Yeah. It looks like Austin Powers when he's like naked yeah. on a couch with just a tennis just a tennis racket. They show it. I saw Really did. They show. They showed the real one. You see both. You see Steve Carell does it. Not okay. They show the real one though. Oh my gosh, Steve Carell in this movie. He's doing the Burt Reynolds. Yeah. yeah, basically. Okay. The towel is too small. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's just got Can't a sad, sad day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, they did a great job. And then again, Stone playing Billie Jean. I I don't think, maybe I've seen footage and I didn't know it was her, but I... I can't say that I've seen the real one except for at the end of the movie when they show mm-hmm. the pictures and everything. But I think as an actress, I mean, I she does an I think, amazing I think job. The first in one role. I remember is Martina. Like that's definitely yeah. the first woman that I remember being like, oh, she's going to beat everybody mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't matter where she's at on mm-hmm. the court. Yeah. Well, yeah. and she, her body is kind of more like Margaret Court's body. Like oh, okay. she was just, I mean, Margaret Court is statuesque and right. the muscles. And even when Martina started playing, she worked with those big collars kind of in that era. And then Martina had that match when all of a sudden everyone started to pull for her. And it was like, they, it was like Sally Field moment. They like me. They really, really <laughs> like me. You know, and then she just blossomed. Yeah. You know, so. I think sure. people forget about her. She's you know, she does some commentary on the tennis channel. Does she now. still play? Does she play doubles? Just until a few years ago, she, she was trying doing that, but she um, had breast cancer. Oh, okay. So I, okay. I hope she's doing well. But with if that you commentary. you look up her record in singles. And doubles mm-hmm. and mixed doubles. Mm-hmm. I think she's the greatest champion in tennis history. Well, and she played a lot of mixed doubles toward the end because she would, you know. Yeah. She played world team tennis for mm-hmm. a long time. Still in phenomenal shape. Um, mm-hmm. She still does uh, world team tennis smash hits with Billy and Elton John she, mm. and plays in those. And I think she does some exos. I, sure. I, think, her, I think her championship number is like over 150. Well, and think about that, wow. playing singles, doubles, and mixed. None that's, of our girls do that now. That's yeah. You know, no they, they specialize and they, you know. So, That's insane. so this big battle of the sexes, it's the best of uh, three or sorry, best of five sets. And she beats him three in a row. Yep. I mean, he is just dying. The first one, he has the sugar daddy coat on. Mm-hmm. He's sweating. He can't hardly move. In the second one, he finally takes it off. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, she just creams him. She I mean, it's, it's not even I mean, and the thing is, he's older. They keep mentioning he's mm-hmm. 55, 55 at the time. And so, you know, she's she's making him run around and it was an endurance game at that point and he didn't ever stand a chance. Well, and he didn't look like he I think for Mark when he played Margaret Court, he he was toying with her and you could yeah. see, you know see that and it was and Margaret was just demoralized and then with this he he's not chatting a whole lot as the match goes <laughs> yeah. on, you know. Like, it's funny, like yeah. it, is, it starts yeah. off like mm-hmm. funny, silly, mm-hmm. ha ha, and then he's like, "Oh, crap!" Uh, like, he's dialed in. Do you think yeah. it's safe to say that Bobby got into Margaret's head and then Billy got yes. into Bobby's 100%. head? Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't know why he backed off because the movie does portray it that way. Like he backed off on training because he thought he had it, and Billy Jean amped up training yeah. so much that when they were fitting, like putting her dress on, they were like, "Oh, we have to take this in," you know. You 
lost too much weight or yeah. whatever. So interesting. Yeah. So I mean, and at the end of the match, though, again, uh, they shake hands and they walk off. I mean, arms around each other's shoulders, and that's when I really thought, wow, Billie Jean. Just mm-hmm. after all that, she still respected mm-hmm. him, yep. and still, I mean, after all the stuff he said and did. Well, I will say though that f- at least as the movie portrays it, he was a gracious loser. Like he was. He respected her. He didn't seem like he was making excuses mm-hmm. or like. Yeah, oh, but there's that look on his face where he realizes I was going to play the next match for a million dollars. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I like that they they made sure that we knew that that like the and, next match. Yeah, and we never saw him lose until that. So like yeah. we didn't really know what him losing looked like until the very end of the movie. And and yeah, it, they showed it on the TV like during the match when it was almost over. They showed like the TV footage of him sitting on the bench and they're like yeah, it's not really jokes in a show anymore. Yeah. He's just kind of moping on the <laughs> on the bench. And and uh, Fred Armisen who plays the the guy with all the vitamins, yeah. he packs up his suitcase and walks off the court with him. You know, with his suitcase full of vitamins. He's like, there goes his endorsement deal, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, and then they show the nice wrap up, which is like everything that happens. You know, yeah. In, we in find out that that Billie Jean King does get divorced from her husband, but they're really good friends. Why didn't she end up with the? I think you know maybe that played out, and then yeah. she meets Alana, who was on the circuit, and yeah. then she and Alana have been together for so yeah. long. I was well, just surprised. The, the movie yeah. makes it sound like that was her first yes. female relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know if that's accurate, or just for the sake of the movie. I think so because yeah. Billie Jean <clears throat> said in an interview regarding the movie that that part was the hardest for her to watch. Oh, oh sure, because sure. it stirred up all that, and she thought like her parents would disown her and. You know, she just was she so... She did not like hurting Larry. Yeah, She didn't like that it hurt right. him. And she you didn't like tell. it how it came out that she was a lesbian. And yeah. they glossed over a lot of that in this. Mm-hmm. In the movie they did? In the movie they glossed over all of the... How she came out. How it came yeah. out because it's yeah. only a two-hour movie, Joe. Right. There's a lot to do. You know I, what I mean? It's I only a two-hour movie. No, no, I, yeah. It's... When you meet Billie Jean, like it was probably a seven-hour movie. Will she be here? She's she's she coming. Yeah, she's, no, we don't have enough time. Oh my gosh! She's so, Sorry. So hopefully, so chatty. You can't. Yeah. You're like Billie, it's been two days. We gotta go. <laughs> she was running a little late, uh, but I think she's right. gonna go ahead and do uh, the uh, next episode about American Made. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. So you two, she's a huge Tom Cruise met her, and and so that's really cool that you can back up not just because of obviously your love of the sport and the history. That Danny's you know about in business with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I was in yeah. business with her for seven years. She came into St. Louis University, where I went to school, and spoke to um, the female athletes for me one year. Um, oh, where I played, played volleyball. At um, so yeah, she is. So what did you do together? I mean, just I, we made... I owned a world team tennis team. Okay. And she was the founder of world team tennis, and and I don't know how far they went in like that little recap of what Billy did mm-hmm. for um, gender equality in sports and Title IX and what. The ground road she made, and that I wouldn't have been a college athlete without her. And this world team tennis she started so that men and women are on the on the court and on teams together. So it's just so many life lessons she puts wow, out yeah. there. Because what she said was like little kids go and play soccer, or softball, or baseball. Because you have a team in tennis, you go and you end up playing against your friend. So it's not like oh, let's carpool to the <clears throat> soccer game. Oh, let's go to the tennis tournament. We're going to play against each other. So she was trying to think of a way to make it sports the 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 format team wise, girls, boys. So you play a women's singles, a men's singles, women's doubles, men's doubles, and then mixed doubles. And that way, and all the points are the same. It isn't like singles carries more weight than doubles. Right. So. so she invented that. Yeah. So she wow. invented it. And, and on top of that, for kids who are just learning, like with tennis, you play tournaments. What's the worst thing to do is like your first time you go out and you just get smoked. Right. Like, well, that sucks. I'm never playing again. Kids don't want to play again. But if you're on a team, 
you know, maybe you get one game or maybe you get zero, but the rest of your team could do well. And you, then you're a winner or at least you contributed. And it's just less of a hit. And then you sit there and you cheer each other on, yeah. you know, and you practice together. And not, so it's more. Not everyone is your enemy. Right. That's right. It's a team. It's a team. And I think yeah. kids just do better with that. I think we all do better with that. Right. And she was the commissioner of it. And I had a team here for seven years. The so Aces, the St. Louis Aces, Aces. Aces. They played at the, yeah. the White Davis Tennis Center. Oh, wow. And, that and was your team. Park. Cool. And then there's still Did Cornacova play there? Yes, she yeah. did. Yeah, AK, there it is. Yeah, yeah we had a military yeah. night. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> AK, always a seller for yeah. me. And she aced, she would she ace the guy, and she was like, I just ace the guy. Like, it was, yeah. it was cute. She was, she's adorable. And that's why, like, world team tennis, yeah. people still play that. Like, recreational players still play. There's mm. a playoff in Palm Springs. The championship is out there. And it's, it's, we so actually have fun. junior team tennis now, yeah. which is the biggest growing thing in, in tennis right now, is little kids playing like this. So, so they did that. Yeah, yeah. that's her that format. Yeah, yes. so it goes a little quicker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's, yeah. that's really neat. Did you ever play, uh, what do you, have you ever played tennis video games or like Wii tennis? Yeah, the Jim Courier one? Huh. Uh, uh, I don't even. It's an old tennis was game. It? Okay. It was an old yeah. tennis I, game. I was, yes, just, it is. I was yeah. just wondering if someone that played tennis. If someone that played tennis would actually play those games, because, you know. Why not? Yeah, I, I just didn't know if you how that felt. I mean, because obviously you're sitting there, you're not being active. Well, I can't sit there like with the Wii. I'm like yeah. running around. Well, <laughs> with the Wii, yeah. that's yeah. Like, yeah. Can, we have to strap her. Yeah, I think a little like hit people before because yeah. I'm like moving to get She's the ball. She's broken four TVs because yeah. I had Super Tennis on Super Nintendo. Yeah. So, I mean, tennis goes back. Games yeah. go back a long time. Super Pong. Tennis. Pong was well, the first <laughs> thing. That's true. <laughs> I just remember I used to, and then Dreamcast, the Sega system, that was quite a bit, but they had all the players. Right, so they had like Andre, Andre Agassi yeah. and Pete Sampras, and they had all you know they had all the players, and so I used to play that game. Like I loved those tennis video mm-hmm. games; that were really fun. I think it was just you who liked yeah. that. Yeah, it wasn't I, I don't just think, me. Maybe I don't it think was. Those guys made any money on yeah, those. Yeah, based on sales, <laughs> oh, we, do we do have reason uh, they to believe it's just you. I should have kept playing. Besides, like so. we tennis, they have it at the arcade. They, they do. Is that right? If you go to Dave and Buster's, they have like a four-player. People can you know wow. play doubles together on a video game. It's a big, huge, wide screen, and you can play tennis. Remember the old like home run yeah. simulator? Like, That's that like was my favorite. I saw uh, a video game where it was it was arena football. Oh yeah, and I'm sure. like, why would you? Oh. Yeah, yep. That's like buying a record of a tribute band. Just go buy the real. <laughs> this, it's fine. I get yeah. going yeah. to see a tribute band, <laughs> but to buy the buy the CD. They, of man, they used band? to have some. There were some weird games. Kevin, there were some weird know, sports games. Kevin, I don't know if you know this, but now they have places where you can actually play tennis. Like in Creve Corps, there's this yeah. place. Yeah. Now, are they yeah, yeah, yeah. actually right. go play with rackets and balls? Are you talking now, about they simulate tennis games right, in real they, life? Yeah, they, they're based on the video games. Oh, it's wow. based on the video games. Yeah. Yeah. from the guy who loves like Farm Simulator and stuff. I don't know about that. Goat Simulator. I actually used to play just recreationally tennis when I was younger. I love tennis, and it, this movie made me think how much I wanted to play tennis again. Oh, that makes so me happy. Fun. It really that would did. make Billy happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. seriously, she would I was be happy that mm-hmm. people feel that way. I was about a it. kid, teenager, you know, and I had a racket, and I just I would love going to the tennis court, and I'd play against my friends, and just totally goofing around. I never played for a team or anything, but this movie made me want to go pick up a racket, seriously, because tennis is such a fun game, or even just to hit the ball back and forth, and yeah. You know, yeah. And I once struck out at T-ball, so <laughs> I have noticed that. That's true, by the way. I was I was 17 to make it worse. <laughs> One but. other thing we should add to the list of Billie Jean King accomplishments, mm-hmm. only person that Elton John ever wrote a song a, about. A song about. Philadelphia Freedoms. Mm-hmm. Right, so Michael Jackson didn't write 
Yeah. <laughs> but no, because he was not. She was not his lover. Right. It but, says still, but it still would. <laughs> right. No, but she was not. His, and it was no, not. It was not his son. Kevin. If he said, yeah, right. And if 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 Billy Jean had been involved in that song, it would have been she's just a woman, yeah. not right. a girl. That's yeah. true. That's very. She true. would have never stood well, for that. Hundred percent. But the old genre was talking about Marilyn Monroe. Does that count? Only athlete. <laughs> okay, only athlete. I, I amend my earlier statements. Okay. And I'm going to ask the jury to disregard. <laughs> uh, right. But Philadelphia Freedom was actually the name of the WTT team that yes. she started with. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that that was a... Yep. Yeah, so that was their theme song. Yeah, they got a song when they came out, Aces Get yeah. Nothing. Womp, womp. Sorry. You played Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ace is High by Iron Maiden. God. Should have told McKenna that when he was my MC. That would have really helped. We kept the league. Yeah. Right. Come on. I, mean, I would have saved the day. You would have. I would have saved the day. Any song by Ace Freely. There you go. Well, well, nobody really wants that. No. Except his no. Big, this is big hits about drinking and driving. Yeah. Ooh. That's, against, that's it, rough for kids' night, man. It's against <laughs> it, if that helps. It against is against it. it. Back real quick to her, her girlfriend in the movie. I, You know... Well, as a film goer, you're like, oh, I was hoping those two crazy kids would make it. But <laughs> but at the same time, like, who ends up with the first person? Yeah, the, the first. You know what I mean? Like, first that's girlfriend. true. Yeah. yeah. I like, know, but it's not her first relationship. It's a yeah, little different. It's, it's, but it's, her it's her first her, her, It's her first her venture first into relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. radically yeah. different. I guess. You but. guess? You guess females are well, radically different. I just, Please, you know, Kevin, tell us more. No, go on. It explains yeah. a Conti- lot about your continue. marriage. This is going to go bad. Abort. Yeah, Abort. Good call. Thank you. I need you on more episodes, yeah, yeah. actually. Get out. Get out. We wear some maraca. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Hit him with it. But I thought it was a fascinating story and uh, yeah, very entertaining. Like, if you're not a, you know, if you're not a huge tennis fan, even, like, the yeah. movie is so good. It's such a good story. It's entertaining with all these shenanigans that Steve Krull's character gets into. I would say, tennis fan or not like the movie's great and uh, apparently it's very true to the real story yeah. so that's and, cool to hear and just one more wrap-up thing like apparently you also find out that bobby riggs goes back to his wife or she yes. takes him back and they stay together for the rest of their lives oh that's yep. awesome yep which yeah. is great like because because he got his paycheck back yeah, yeah. You, you would yeah. think like that's a hard dude to love mm-hmm. so yeah. but he never stopped gambling it yeah says, for the so rest of his life never stopped Ugh. gambling it's just well, and i think you kind of get the point like you're not ever going to change someone and when you truly love someone you accept them and so i think yeah she just yeah, except for when they that. gamble all your stuff away yeah, yeah. well you she know, had a like lot of extra stuff he got his ass kicked on a national stage come on back yeah maybe it wasn't quite quite as cocky. You've been pretty yeah. emasculated yeah. at that point. That you probably, come back. Yeah. That probably took him down and down. Right? I, guess, so. I really wanted the ending story to go like, you know, they got back together and were together forever and then he became the leader of Gamblers Anonymous <laughs> yeah, and helped right. thousands right. of people quit. Yeah. And it's like, no, he gambled the rest of his life. Like, right. Yeah. Like, Taught little kids to play blackjack. Yeah. He learned no lesson. Yeah. From yeah. <laughs> yeah, he started a world team blackjack. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. Kids, just helping them get their start. <laughs> yeah. So, that's good. Gamblers Unanimous. <laughs> right. Yes. We count cards. <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess that's it uh, for this episode. Thank you guys very much. Oh, yeah, it was Thanks great. Thanks for awesome. joining us. It and was by nice. guys, he means women. Yes, yes. I, yes. If you didn't know the difference we, between a man fine. and a woman, gender neutral <laughs> guys. It works don't, that don't way. Don't try to take the heat off of you, Kevin. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. do what I want. <laughs> there is gender neutral guys. You spell with a lowercase g. Oh. <laughs> and a z at the end. Yes, and a z at the end. And you, it's uh, not the 90s. And you dot the u with a heart. <laughs> an ulat. Yes. Yeah. That's how you. That's how or, you or an umlaut if you. Well, now correct. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm who are you kidding? I'm always hungry. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, is there somewhere they can find you guys? Something you would like to plug? 
Besides your basement, where they can find my basement <laughs> my, right now, in case creep. I don't get out of here. My well, this, murder basement. Oh, this won't be well, this live broadcast. Yeah, so. this won't be released for days. It'll be too late Wait, by the time. Oh. <laughs> Just in three days, I hope you're not still in this basement. Right. <laughs> we got problems. Yeah. Um, you can take a lesson with Cindy Cohen at Creef Core Racket Club, CCRCTennis.com. There Men and women? Men, women. We teach cool. everybody. The little kids. Like we've started yeah. them as young as three. And three? We, yeah. And we I have are you there, got a shot at this. You they, got a shot. Can I play three year olds? You totally <laughs> yeah. can. I might be able to pull that all off. bet on you. It's yes. crazy. That Thank would be a bad move on your part. Thank like, you, Billy Jean, for letting adults play three year olds yes. and, and you know. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy how early the kid because my so my daughter's six, so she started playing soccer at four. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. No. Three. What she was three. I think my son playing. did it yeah. three, but too. I, but I, I can envision, I can wrap my head around three-year-olds kicking a ball yeah. on a field. Yeah. It's cute. Around. Or like, not kicking or a not ball. Or not kicking the ball. But I can wrap my, but uh, tennis is coordination. a lot so more, co- yeah. It's actually different than how, like, I learned to play. It's, so if a tennis court, they think of a tennis court, and now we play it sideways. So there could be four little ah. courts on one big one. Okay. And then they play with obviously a smaller racket so it's like little kid size. Mm-hmm. Right. And then with a larger foam tennis ball. Okay. Oh. So they so don't it's, get conked in the head. Yeah. Well, so they can hit it. Right. And then eventually they you can actually rally with a little kid with that foam tennis ball so they have a lot more control. So they're you, more successful. You, Maybe you not could. you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Less you. Right. You know, That's more four year olds. Okay. So and then it progresses uh, I could never a lot take differently. A four-year-old. I got um, <laughs> But we start with red, like foam ball, then red ball, then orange, then green, then regular ball. So there's a whole progression. Okay. And the reason why they did that is because, like, think about t-ball. You bring it down to their size. Soccer, yep. you shrink the goals. So yeah. why not do it in tennis? Actually, Billy, a huge advocate of this mm-hmm. with the USDA. She was one of the like first adapters of, like, kids need to play on a kid-sized court. Mm-hmm. Like, right. That's why we lose kids mm-hmm. to soccer because it's fresh their size. Right. right. You know, the ball's smaller. They and make I'll, the field smaller. I like that the ball, like, stair steps. It's not just, yeah. like, because fo- when you said foam, I'm like, well, that's going to be a big shift. Yeah. To right. all of a sudden go to a real tennis like ball, five but it's like yeah, like there's yeah. A, you, yeah, you stare step it. Well, awesome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll go around the table and everyone else can say where to find. Yeah, them. this is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Paul. You can listen to me on KTRS Radio Mondays and Fridays, three to six p.m. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you want to continue the conversation online, you can find us at facebook.com slash real spoilers. That's real with two E's. You can find us on Twitter at real spoilers or at our website, realspoilers.com. Or you can also access the website by going to dirtypiratehookers.com. So <laughs> why do just one? Right. Because hookers, do it. Hookers, hookers, plural, because anything worth doing is worth doing right. That's right. So, uh, aren't you glad you guessed on this? Yeah. And I was going to go to church today. Yeah, I was yeah. going to go to church this morning. But well, I'm so glad I came. This is yeah, church church today. Be, yeah. Well, to be fair, we had to talk about the movie Mother on a Sunday, <laughs> uh, and the yes. entire movie is a religious allegory. Yeah, uh, I didn't have so, to, and not a good uh, one. So, so, so that's what we dealt with. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, there are all the myriad of places where you can find us. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. Subscribe, share, blah blah blah. So. Uh, that's it for this episode. Coming up with the next one, we will tackle American Maid, starring Tom Cruise. And until next time, Bruno tries to plant Guy's lighter at the scene of the crime. I used to be a rolling stone, you know. If a cause was right, I'd leave to find an answer on the road. I used Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. To be your heart beating for someone But the times have changed The less I say, the more I 